Hello, welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the bedtime stories I've told my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Tonight will be the finale story of our week-long pre-Christmas story marathon. Strychnine's mechanical effervescent skinks are all packed up and ready to be delivered on Christmas Eve. But Winella is summoned to the North Pole when a sudden problem arises. I hope you've enjoyed this week and enjoy the story. Merry Christmas. Twas the morning before Christmas, and in Winella's house, she was just waking up and stretching, thinking about how tomorrow morning would be Christmas morning, when she suddenly heard a tapping at her window. Looking over, she saw one of Santa's elves. She thought it was probably Twinkletoes standing just outside her window. She rushed over, a sinking feeling in her stomach. What is it, Twinkletoes? she asked. Did Strychnine do something wrong? Oh, no, said Twinkletoes. Everything is perfect. Strychnine's come up with the most remarkable toy. Santa's so looking forward to putting it under people's trees. That's great, said Winella, but why are you here? Twinkletoes leaned in and conspiratorially whispered, There's a problem. What sort of problem, asked Winella, if it's not with Strychnine? Twinkletoes said, Rudolph. Rudolph has gone missing. Oh no, said Winella. Santa wants you at the North Pole right now, Twinkletoes said. Okay, said Winella. Let me grab breakfast and let my mom know. After doing those things, she threw on her adventuring clothes, and only a few minutes after waking, she found herself in one of the miniature red sleighs hurtling across the sky toward the North Pole. Twinkletoes was very closed-lipped when Winella tried to get more information out of him. You'll just have to ask Santa, he said. But where did Rudolph... You'll just have to ask Santa. Is Rudolph okay? You'll just have to ask Santa. Winella sighed snuggled down under the warm furs that were protecting her from the whipping winds and decided that she would indeed just have to ask Santa. She snuggled down under the furs and let her mind wander, looking around at Twinkletoes holding the reins of the reindeer head and around at the little red sleigh around her, much smaller than Santa's delivery sleigh, but that same bright red color. Hey, Twinkletoes, said Winella. You'll just have to ask Santa. No, said Winella. I have another question. What, said Twinkletoes. Why are all Santa's sleighs red? Oh, said Twinkletoes. The red's what drives the magic. That's why Santa wears red. That's why Rudolph's nose has to be red. Oh, said Winella. I had no idea. You can't get a sleigh to fly this fast without red, said Twinkletoes. Winella noticed only then that Twinkletoes' bright red elf costume was the exact same shade as the sled. Oh, she said. She pondered this for a bit, and soon found that they were circling down to land at the North Pole. Looking below her, Winella could see that there was a great commotion with elves rushing to and fro, and she could see Santa in his bright red and she could see Santa in his bright red suit rushing away from his workshop. As they landed, Twinkletoes looked back at her. Well, he said, maybe false alarm. Looks like Rudolph's back. Winella jumped from the sleigh before it had even completely stopped moving and rushed towards the commotion. When she arrived, Santa was scratching Rudolph behind the ears and looking him over carefully. Is he okay? said Winella. 
Ho, 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 said Santa. It looks like Rudolph here is just fine, although his nose seems a little dim. Winella looked carefully. Rudolph's famously bright red nose did indeed seem a dimmer shade than she remembered seeing it in the past. What's going on here? She heard a voice behind her and turned. Strychnine, she said. The fairy, with her lopsided haircut and three wings, gave Winella a crooked smile and wave. Winella, she said, this has been the best week of my life. You've got to come see my mechanical effervescent skinks. Okay, said Winella. Um, can I look Rudolph over real quickly? Ho, 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 I'm sure he's fine, said Santa. But what happened to him, said Winella? Where'd he disappear? Well said Santa. We're not really sure. He was in the reindeer barn last night, and then when Sparklenips came to check on the reindeer first thing this morning, he was just gone. Winella looked Rudolph over, but other than the dimming of his nose, which already seemed to be improving a bit, she couldn't find anything unusual. Come on, Winella, said Strychnine. I want to show you my mechanical skink. All right, said Winella. She followed Strychnine toward the toy workshop, but she had an uneasy feeling that she just couldn't shake, that she was missing something. When they entered the toy workshop, Winella stopped short in surprise. It was almost completely empty. But where are all the toys, she asked. Oh, said Strychnine with a shrug. They're all getting packed up into the sleigh. Santa leaves in just an hour or so for Christmas Eve. Oh, said Winella, of course, I should have thought of that. Come on, said Strychnine. I want to show you my room. Winella followed her through the now strangely empty halls of the toy workshop until they arrived at a room door painted bright purple and orange in a combination that only Strychnine could love. Strychnine gave her an excited grin and threw the door open. Come on in, she said. Strychnine had decorated the room in a strange pastiche of popcorn strings and tinsel and Christmas ornaments and cranberries on strings strung from the ceiling and the windows. Wow, said Winella, I really love what you've done with the place. It's it's really you, Strychnine. Thanks, said Strychnine, and check this out. She pulled Winella towards the bathroom. Winella peeked in, revealing a bathtub full of mud. Hey, said Winella, you've got your own mud bath? Yes, said Strychnine, it's great. And when Santa found out how much I like mud baths, he arranged to have it heated. You can imagine how nasty cold mud is here at the North Pole. Absolutely, said Winella. So... Is this what you wanted to show me? No, no, said Strychnine. I want to show you what I invented. She pulled Winella over to her work desk. This is it, she said. The mechanical effervescent skink. It's for kids to play hide-and-seek with. Wow, said Winella, leaning down and admiring the mechanical green lizard. So it plays hide-and-seek? Oh, yes, said Strychnine. It's programmed to find hiding places. And look at this. She reached down and pressed a little button concealed just underneath the middle of the skink's belly. Instantly, the skink shifted colors to match the brown of Strychnine's desk. Wow, said Vanilla, now genuinely impressed. So lots of kids are going to be getting this for Christmas? Well, not this one, said Strychnine. All the others that have been made, but this was the first one I made, and Santa said that I could keep it, so this one's mine. It's really great, Strychnine, said Vanilla. You really, you have a gift for this. I feel at home for the first time, said Strychnine. You found just the right place for me, Winella. And then she stopped and frowned a little bit.
When Ella looked up, too, they could hear the sound of a commotion outside. Looking out the window over Strychnine's desk, they could see elves running and a strange red glow in the sky. We better go see what's going on, said Winella. When they stepped back outside, they could see that the red glow in the sky extended down to the ground on all sides of the workshop. Look, said Strychnine, pointing. Winella looked and could see all the elves running towards Santa, who was walking towards the edge of the red glow to confront a figure standing on the other side. Winella began walking towards Santa and the figure, a sinking feeling in the pit of her stomach. She knew that shape, and as she grew closer, she grew sure. Oh, she said, Jack Frost. I should have known. And as she grew closer, she could see that Jack Frost was holding a red gem, glowing exactly the same color as the sky and Rudolph's nose and Santa's sleigh. And then she was close enough to hear what Jack Frost was saying to Santa. This will be the last year that you leave coal in my stocking. I'm a frost fairy. I can't even burn it. Ho, 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 Jack Frost, what are you up to? If you weren't so naughty every year, I could leave you something nicer. Ho, ho, ho. Now why don't you just run along now before you end up with two lumps of coal? Oh, no, Santa. Not this year. See this red barrier? Nothing red's going through it. That means not you in your red suit, not your sleigh, not your precious Rudolph. You're stuck here. If I can't have Christmas, nobody can. Ha 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 ha! Winella and everyone turned to see Strychnine just collapsing in laughter. That is a great prank, she said. Really, first class, I'm very impressed. <laughs> Tears were running down her face. It's a good one, she said. It's a good one. She wiped her eyes. But really, she said, you need to stop. I've got all these mechanical effervescent skinks that have to be delivered to children. Who are you? said Jack Frost. I'm Strychnine, said Strychnine, holding out a hand. Oh, no, said Jack Frost. No, no, no fairies working for Santa. You need to go find something else to do. Oh, come on, said Strychnine. It's Christmas Eve. Not for me, it isn't, said Jack Frost. It's never Christmas Eve for me. All I ever get is coal. Well, said Winella, if you weren't so nasty to everyone, perhaps... No, you be quiet, said Jack Frost. I don't want to hear anything you have to say. It's because of you I can't even be in fairyland anymore. You are just a terrible little... <laughs> and then the snowball hit Jack Frost right in the face. Winella turned around to see strychnine brushing the snow off her hands listen here she said winella is very nice she found me just the right place and this is my place now and you need to let santa get on with his work it's christmas eve he has toys to deliver not this year said jack frost not this year and then he very deliberately turned his back to them and sat down santa tried to take a step through the red barrier but wearing his red suit, he stopped as if he had walked into a wall. So it won't let red pass, said Winella. She leaned over to Santa. Can we just paint the sleigh? No, said Santa. It's got to be red. Only red is fast enough. Winella looked over at Strychnine. 
Come on, Strychnine, she said. I've got an idea. The two of them ran back towards the workshop. When they stepped inside, safely out of earshot, when Alice said, Strychnine, Jack Frost is keeping anything red from leaving. But you have those mechanical color-changing lizards. Do you have any more of the color-changing scales? Yes, said Strychnine. So, said Winella, we'll just put them on Santa's suit and Santa's sleigh, and bingo, problem solved. Strychnine grinned for a moment and then looked sad. She shook her head. She said, no, Winella, the problem still won't be solved. Santa will be able to go, but that's not the problem. The problem is Jack Frost. I agree that he's a problem, said Winella, but, but he's been a problem for me for a long time. And he's not one I think can be solved. Strychnine looked at Winella for a moment. And then she said, wait here. She disappeared into her room and a moment later walked back out, carrying her prototype of the mechanical effervescent skink. I think, said Strychnine, I think that Jack Frost just wants to be part of Christmas too. I think he needs someone to give him a present. No, Strychnine, said Winella. Jack Frost is rotten through and through. He does not deserve that. He does not deserve Christmas. Strychnine looked up at Winella with a little smile. That's the point of Christmas, Winella, right? None of us deserve it, but it comes for us anyway. I don't deserve to be here working for Santa in my dream job. The math fairies just wanted you to kick me out, but, but you gave me a chance. And I think Christmas needs to come for Jack Frost. Winella followed Strychnine as she walked back out of the toy workshop and across the crunching snow. She followed her as she approached the red barrier and then stepped through and laid her hand on Jack Frost's shoulder. What do you want? said Jack Frost. Strychnine leaned in and said, Jack Frost... I made this myself, and I want you to have it. It'll play hide-and-seek with you. Merry Christmas. She laid the effervescent skink on Jack Frost's lap, and after a moment, it turned white to match him and the snow around him. Jack Frost just stared at it for a minute, and then back up at Strychnine. It's for me, he said. But why? Because, said Strychnine, it's Christmas, and she smiled at him. And after a moment, just a little, the faintest bit, he smiled back. And then he sighed and stood up. And as he walked away, he tossed the gem over his shoulder. And as it hit the red barrier, they both shattered and disappeared. Strychnine turned and walked back towards Santa. Ho, 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 said Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Strychnine. Merry Christmas, Santa, said Strychnine. Merry Christmas, Winella. Well, said Santa, we've got toys to deliver. Let's get going. And the workshop courtyard was instantly a bustle of activity. Faster than Winella ever could have imagined, the sleigh was ready, packed full of bags, full of toys of every imaginable, full of toys of every imaginable shape and size, many of them effervescent mechanical skinks. Well, said Santa, 
What do you think, Strychnine? Shall we give Vanilla a ride home? Oh, said Vanilla, I can ride in the sleigh? Well, said Santa, just this once. And so she did. She got home on Christmas Eve, pulled by reindeer, and stood out in the yard waving as Santa and Strychnine waved back, disappearing into the night sky on their Christmas Eve run. And that is the end of the story. I hope you've enjoyed it and have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's for you and your family. The next episode of Stories for Wonderful Children will be on January 2nd. Until then, if you've enjoyed the Christmas Marathon, drop me an email or leave a review to let me know how you liked it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was created by Brandon Thompson. Your reviews and personal recommendations are the main way that new listeners find the show, so thank you for spreading the word. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to get in touch via email or social media, which are listed in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story. Thank you.